we're in a series called At the Movies, where we're using and seeing God's truth found visible in the Bible and on display everywhere. Um, and this week, we get to uh, see Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, last week, we got to hear Pastor, Pastor Stephen talk about when our life and our journey isn't exciting. And he left us with two questions that we should ask ourselves. So where do we find contentment in our lives? And do we trust that God is still at work, even though he may be silent where we are? So I'm super excited to speak to you today because we get to talk about Indiana Jones, one of my favorite movies. And, um, and this week, we get to talk about when our life isn't certain. And in just a few moments, we'll play another clip uh, from Indiana Jones. I promise we're not going to show you the whole movie, <laughs> just a couple of clips. Um, and in the clip, let me uh, say that Indiana Jones gets to this point in his entire life where he's guided by his father's guidebook, uh, his father's lifelong work in a journey that leads him up to this point where he has three challenges that he has to face um, all along, like trusting his father's guidebook uh, so much that he takes these initial steps forward. And we'll see in the first couple clips uh, in just a few moments. And here's the clip. Enjoy.
pretty cool movie, right? Has anybody ever seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Can I show of hands? Oh, this was one of my favorite movies. Um, and um, I remember like when I was a kid, I used to watch this movie on, on VHS tape. Is any, any, my show of hands, does anybody actually know what that is? Hi, there's a lot of people. All right, pretty good. Um, yeah, so I remember even one Halloween, even dressing up as Indiana Jones. That's how much I loved Indy. Um, I, I used to wear, I remember I used to wear the cowboy hat and I had the whip. I used to go around like whipping my little sister. My mom would get so mad at me. Uh, but now I get to speak about Indiana Jones and the Bible. This is pretty cool. Um, but seriously, though, sometimes I like to put myself in people's shoes. So imagine putting yourself in Indiana's shoes. And uh, you've been on a journey your entire life. And you get to this point where you see challenges that you have to overcome. But what we didn't see in this clip is how the movie opened up. We see Indiana in a, in a cave and his passion for finding the Holy Grail, which you'll see later in the movie, starts when he found the cross of Coronado. Uh, the cross is said to have a piece of the crucifix of Christ in the piece, and his passion for finding the Holy Grail kind of sparked from there. Um, and we get to see like Indiana's like journey through the entire movie, uh, leading up until this point where we just saw. And then where we get to the point where he sees the challenges, and the goal, just so you all know, is the Holy Grail. And I don't know if you guys know what the Holy Grail is, but the Holy Grail is said to have been the cup that Jesus drank from during his last supper. And it's said, legend says, none of this is true, uh, that if you drink from the cup, that you'll receive eternal life. So they're all on this mission to find the grail so that they all like go through the, go through the challenges all to get to this. Um, and Indiana's journey, this whole journey, reminds me of my journey eight years ago when I met my wife, Erin over there, um, and my whole life changed. Um, I was reintroduced to the loving Jesus who sacrificed everything for me. Um, and God worked in my life through Aaron and then eventually through Grace. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but my wife and I are expecting a baby soon. So um, <laughs> if anything happens at this time, it's very soon. So we'll be out of No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we're staying here. I'm here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so God started working through Grace Church and then eventually through Pastor Sean, uh, through mentoring, and uh, then through Pastor Stephen and his leadership cohort. But I remember one night so vividly, um, I was sitting in Pastor Sean's living room on the couch with uh, some men around, and we were talking, and I remember turning to Pastor Sean and saying to him, I feel like God's doing something in my life, and I don't know what that is or what that looks like, but I have a feeling that he's working on my heart and I'm changing. So that was a transformative moment for me. That conversation kind of sparked like the rest of my life. I don't know if you guys have ever had a conversation like that with someone that like that transformed the rest of your life. Uh, that was it for me. And I'm not sure what it is for you, but I'm sure you can look back and you can look back and find a conversation that sparked that for the rest of your life. Um, in just a few moments, we're going to go into the Bible verse. But before we do, um, and we're going to look at Jesus walks on water. But before we do, we're going to talk about uh, the miracle that happened right before there. Um, where Jesus fed the 5,000. And in that miracle, it's late in the evening, and there's 5,000 people there, and they're hungry, and they have to go home, or they stay, or they, they may starve. So Jesus ends up asking the disciples to bring some uh, loaves of bread and some fish, and they end up feeding everybody there with no food that Jesus had just miraculously brought. So that kind of sets the stage for this, because right after that, they wanted, the people wanted to make Jesus king. And 
Um, Jesus didn't come on earth for that. And so him and his disciples ended up leaving and they fled. They got on a boat and they, they went away. Um, yeah, so this story reminds me of when Jesus walks on water and what, and what the disciple Peter does that we'll see in, in, uh, in the story. Um, so if you guys have your Bibles, if you'd open up to Matthew 14, verse 22. So if you get there, the one thing that you'll notice is, um, the one thing that stands out to me is the title. Um, the title is Jesus Walks on Water, and that I'm constantly reminded that I read this and I'm like, none of this is me in my life or, or you in your life or whatever, whatever happens in our lives. It's not because of anything that we did. It's strictly like we give glory to God. It's, it's Jesus walks on water, not the disciples or did this or that you'll see, or I did this or we did this. It's strictly Jesus. So we're going to go into it. So Matthew 14, verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back in the boat and cross to the other side while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills to pray by himself, himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. A strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. So whenever I hear stories like this, I like to pause for a moment and just like insert myself into the story. And in this case, the story is with the disciples in the boat. So imagine yourself, right? I'm gonna assume, let's just say I'm Peter or insert yourself into the boat. And there's 11 other guys, right? Crammed into this small canoe because that's what they had at the time. They didn't have like cruise ships or anything like that to go around the sea. Um, so they're crammed in this boat. The winds and the, the rain are just crashing down on them and everyone just, huddled together, and I just, I just imagine being in that position, and I'm like, all right, I think it's, I, I, I would want to, like, get out of the boat at that point. What Peter does next, I don't blame him, so that, that, <laughs> um, so, but all joking aside, uh, though, for a moment, I like to think about what that meant for the disciples, and what that meant for me, and what that looks like for you in your life. So, if you look over your journey in faith, you may recognize the small steps and decisions uh, that got to that got you here to where you are today, sitting at Grace Church, and listen to me. Um, maybe maybe you've cut some sin in your life uh, and cut it out, or maybe you've made the decisions to become better stewards in your life and um, where you're giving money towards God, um, or you've rearranged your family values so that uh, you make coming to church more important. And in the midst of these choices. Uh, you feel like these disciples right now where the winds are crashing down on you, um, the waves are crashing down on you, and the wind's swaying the boat back and forth, and you just don't know the outcome, and, and you just don't know the outcome, and you don't have all the answers. I've definitely felt like that sometimes. Like, what am I doing here? And then I get to the point where I'm like, why me, God? Like, why have you done this to me? Why, are you, why did you choose me? Why are you working in my life? Uh, but then I'm constantly reminded of when I think of what God has done for me and given me a new life, that who I was before and how much of a broken person I was are no more and that I'm a new creation in God. So my story is no longer my story. It's God's story now. And that I'm reminded through reading the Bible daily that this is exactly where I need to be. That God has been working on my life and changing me to give glory to him. Uh, my faith was in that boat. And no matter how much the winds sway the boat or the rain 
comes down to the boat, I'm always reminded what God had done for me in that moment. And when I'm afraid, I use the word of God as my guidebook, as we saw with Indiana Jones, using the word of God in his guidebook. So he had to trust his father, Henry, through that entire, that entire process. So I see that guidebook as my, bi like my Bible, um, just as Indiana Jones used that guidebook in order to make it to the, through the challenges and the obstacles. I see God's word written in the Bible as my guidebook, giving me all the answers I need to move forward. So we're going to go back into scripture in Matthew 14, verse 25. So about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. Terrified. Jesus was walking on water. Um, then in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid and take courage. I am here. Matthew 14, verse 25 and 27. I just like to think, like, hearing those words, it's just so encouraging to hear Jesus say, like, don't be afraid and take courage. Like, I'm here. I just think it's so awesome to know that, like, we don't have to be afraid, that Jesus is there and he's got our back. Um, and although we don't know the future holds, he does, and he's right there. To these disciples that were in the boat, um, they thought they were going to sink, right? So they felt like, um, they felt that they were going to sink, and they, they were just so afraid. I actually felt like that as I made, uh, as I got ready for the biggest transition of my life, and I was super afraid as to what was going to happen next. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'd been in jewelry, like, my whole life. Um, I graduated from Suffolk University in international business and business management, and then um, I got a degree in, in Arabic, although I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm uh, Lebanese background, so um, Arabic was pretty easy for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got that. Um, my family actually um, came from Lebanon, uh, left the Civil War, and I'm the first generation here. Um, so yeah, so then I received, after that, I received my degree in gemology and uh, study of gemstones and rubies and sapphires and diamonds and things like that. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, then right after that, I started working for the family business. Uh, in Boston, and I had been there for quite a while, and then until God felt like it was my time to leave to open and expand my wings. Um, by a show of hands, has anybody ever worked for a family business or know what a anybody? Yeah, see, right. It's pretty hard, right? Um, I went through a lot of a lot of challenges working for uh, my family, but I loved my dad. He taught me so much, and I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for my dad. Um, I just knew that I had to open and expand my wings. So I started praying as to what that would look like, like the next step in my life. So I remember one night, like sitting down by my bedside, and I was like, all right, God, I don't, like, I want to know what the next step in my life is. Um, so I don't know if you guys know LinkedIn. Everybody heard of LinkedIn, right? So out of college, I created a profile on LinkedIn, and I had never, like, looked back. Like, I saw that profile, never checked it. And I just, I just kept praying that God would, like, figure this out, find a way, right? The next day, the next day, I get a message on LinkedIn from a headhunter that worked for Long's Jewelers um, asking me if I, if I was or if I knew anybody that like, needed a position in management. I mean, that's seriously a miracle like, happening right there. And I was just super excited. Um, I received, so I followed that, and uh, I got to 
meet the owners of Long's, and I had uh, like about a six-hour interview while I was there that took forever, but after that, um, they hired me, which is amazing, and while there, I received like a lot of training. Um, honestly, I think, I personally think that Long's is one of the best luxury jewelry stores in the North, in like New England area, and uh, just being there was a, quite an experience. I learned so much. I did, I learned so much. Um, but all along the journey, God was preparing me for something much greater than I had in store for myself. Um, while working at Long's, I started getting way more involved at Grace Church uh, in Avon. I started off as a greeter, and then uh, I then eventually went to a parking lot attendant because they needed it. And um, then I went to a team leader, and then eventually to a coach. And then I was, um, I heard a message from Pastor Taylor. Uh, this is before they started uh, Grace Braintree. And uh, the message was that they were looking for like small group leaders for like Grace students. So I just felt like God was nudging me and I kind of went along with that and I became a small group leader for Grace. And then eventually I was asked here with Pastor Stephen if I would become the first impressions director here at Grace Church West Bridgewater, which I now am. Um, so as you can see, like my heart for God and serving him was growing and I was changing. So it's funny sometimes you look back in your journey and you're wondering why you were there in the first place. You look back and you start asking God like, what were you doing in my life? But now I can see like what he was doing and I'm like, oh God, I see what you're doing there. So I'm like, all right. Um, so I remember one of the conversations that I had with Pastor Steven so vividly. Um, we were out in, this, uh, in Florida at this church planting conference and he approached me and he asked me if I would consider opening up a coffee shop that would change and affect thousands of people in the area um, as it was his vision for the church. Uh, pretty cool here, plug here about like the coffee shop. Um, I've had so many cool conversations um, about coffee and local roasting through different organizations around the area. I'll get into that in a little bit. But questions started like racing through my mind. So whenever someone asks you of, like a big question like that, you start, you start wondering like, whoa, like you get really nervous and you're like, what's happening? Is this really what you want from me? Um, and so I started imagining what that would look like for me and my wife, Erin. Um, which leads us to a pivotal part in our story. Um, then Peter called out to him. Uh, sorry, we're on uh, Matthew 14. <laughs> I jumped ahead. Uh, Matthew 14, verse 14, uh, verse 28 to 30. All right, cool. So then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you while walking on water. Yes, Jesus said. So just, that's amazing. We just have to like let that sink in for a moment. Like Jesus just walks on water. Um, so he said, yes, come. Jesus, uh, Jesus said, so Peter went over the side of the boat and then walked on water towards Jesus. That's amazing. Um, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Lord, he shouted. That was Matthew 14, verse 28 to 30. So imagine that. I always like to hear these stories and I like to insert myself into like the people in the story, right? So in this case, we're going to insert ourselves into like Peter's shoes. So uh, we see Jesus, right? We see the goal. And we see what we need to do in order to take steps forward uh, to get to him. So that's like me, right? Going over the side of the, the, uh, the platform here and like taking a step forward, right? And then just walking on air towards the sound booth, uh, towards Paul over there and then walking back. You guys would all think I'm absolutely crazy. Um, and then I'd have to really trust God in order for me not to fall. Of course, it's not the abyss, but you know. 
Um, but I kept saying to myself, as we saw with Peter, like, I've seen you do pretty big things in my life, God, and I'm ready for you to do something pretty big now. Um, so I got to take a step out of that boat last month, and uh, with my eyes, like, fixed on Jesus' face um, and what he had done for me and how much he had changed my life, um, that I wanted everybody to experience the same kind of change in their lives. Um, so God, God has done so much for me and that I really wanted everyone to experience that same kind of change because it changed, he changed me, and I therefore want to show that same love that Christ showed me in all of our lives. So I got to take a step out of the boat last month, and uh, I left my comfortable life, and my faith was definitely challenged to see if I really believed what I had so, so much talked about and so boldly proclaimed. I'm not going to lie, there were some people who didn't, uh, didn't understand why I would do this, um, but I just kept saying to myself um, that they didn't understand what God had done in my life to get me to this point um, where I was fully trusting him. And so on July 1st, 2019, I stepped away from what I had built for myself and, uh, and onto a different path that God had set out for me. So we started the Bridge Coffee House, a nonprofit uh, religious uh, ministry uh, where the church and the community cross paths, uh, where we get a chance to reach the community in a lot of unique ways that, um, that I'm super excited about. Um, I've had so many different conversations with, with local people, like with the town of West Bridgewater and even uh, Equal Exchange, uh, which we're, so, uh, we're gonna be getting our beans from. And in those conversations, the people, um, I don't know if you guys know Equal Exchange, but it's just down the street. They're local in West Bridgewater. And I've had some pretty amazing conversations with the people there. Um, most of them are super excited that a coffee shop is about to open up here and that they get a chance to just get coffee before they go into work. And I, get, I just am super excited that I get a chance to be in that position where they get to pick up a cup of coffee and go into work where I might have the chance or the opportunity to talk about God and talk about Jesus. But of course, I'm not gonna jam Christ down their throat. I just want them to know who Christ is, of course. Um, and that's not the intention at all. Um, so in this next clip, we're gonna see Indiana take his step of faith and uh, where he has to make that step of faith, taking uh, his first step so blindly over the cliff uh, and knowing that he has to trust entirely in his father's like guidebook. Uh, we'll see that he he holds it in his hand, and he trusts wholeheartedly that if he didn't trust in his father's guidebook, that he would fall into the abyss. Um, we'll, we're going to hear Indiana say that this is impossible, that no one can jump this, no one can make this leap of faith. Um, so he must have just wholeheartedly trusted his father's words um, and, and the, the, all that dedication that his father put into that, working into that book. If he doubted his father's like words at any moment in this, he would have fell into the abyss and, and died. <laughs> Um, so here's the clip.
That was pretty cool, right? Taking his first step, like not knowing what he was, like if his like father's guidebook would actually hold up and like trusting that everything would work out as he like stepped over the abyss. Um, so I have to admit, like this past couple months has been super challenging for me. Um, as a first impressions director here um, with a new career change and opening up a business, by a show of hands, has anybody ever opened up a business before? Yeah. And by another show of hands, has anybody ever opened up a business in West Bridgewater before? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It's not easy, but it's challenging. And to top it all off, obviously, my, my wife is, uh, my wife and I are expecting. Um, are, you, are you saying something to us? Are you going into labor right now? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That would be crazy, right? I'd walk right out to say, yeah, we do want her to. Um, but God is so good, though, that uh, even when our, our lives aren't certain, um, we're immediately reminded of Scripture. Um, so in Matthew 14, if you guys have your Bibles, you can open up. Uh, verse 31 to 33. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. The disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. I love this. Whenever I, whenever I hear this, I just imagine like seeing Jesus, like me, me in the water, right? At this point, like we're drowning. And I just... Anybody ever seen that picture with like Jesus just standing above the water and like he's like holding his hand up and like trying to pull somebody up? That's, that's the like image I get with all this. Um, I see that like Jesus is extending his hand even though I'm drowning in, in like what's going on. But then I'm constantly reminded that like God would never let me fail, that he's like 100% got my back. Um, because I know this because he's shown me time and time again that he's faithful to me. Um, and through my, my faith walk. And my life at this point isn't 100% certain. And I honestly, I can say that I don't know what's going to happen or what the future holds. Um, but I know for a fact that I've drawn a circle around this building and the seats that you're sitting in. And I can truly pray and know that God will bless this church and eventually this coffee shop to be made known. So I just want to leave you guys with a couple application questions that you, you can work through through the rest of the week uh, that will help guide you there. Um, one of the questions are, one of the questions is, where are you hesitating to move in your life? Um, ask yourself that. Like, what's the next step that you have in store for yourself where you don't know what's gonna happen or you wanna take that next step forward? Uh, and although that you don't know what the future holds, and this could and may not be you right now, uh, this could be you in three months, uh, my advice to you is to take that step like, trust in what God has said in his Bible and his truth. Uh, walk in that direction and take that leap of faith towards your dream, and it's God's dream for you in your life. Um, and then the next thing I want you to ask is that we all have goals in mind, and some are easy to attain, and some are hard, and some are out of reach. Um, so I ask that you identify the goal and then take strides to attain it. Ask the Lord to help for help, to show you guidance through reading the Bible daily and then praying through everything. I like to even draw circles um, around prayers um, that I'm like really like adamant about and I want God to answer them. Um, and I just, I say that like, let the Bible be your guidebook as like it was for Indiana Jones. It was his guidebook 
He trusted in it wholeheartedly. He trusted in it so much where he walked over to the edge of the abyss, about to leap forward, um, and he trusted in, the, in, in his father's and his dad's guidebook, just as we can trust in the Bible as our guidebook as we step forward in life. And I just want us to be remembered of like Indiana's journey and what he went through and what the disciple Peter went through as he faithfully stepped out of the boat with his eyes fixed on Jesus, right, and his face, and then plug your story in. Like, what's your story? And what do you do when your life isn't certain and isn't going exactly according to plan, just as the disciples were in that boat and the waves were crashing down on them uh, and the wind was just swaying the boat back and forth and they were uncertain? So um, if you guys don't mind, if you bow your heads with me in prayer. God, thank you for all that you're doing in my life and in our lives. Uh, thank you for giving us the scripture and showing us that you're there for us no matter what. All we have to do is just keep our eyes fixed on you, God, and that just reading the Bible daily and knowing you, we get, we get to know who you are and what you've done in our lives and what you're doing in our lives, God. And I just pray that you keep doing some amazing things, that we trust you even though when our life isn't certain, God, that we know that you're there even when we fall and that you've got our back. God, I love you so much. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.